What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Professional Athlete Podcast. We are joined this week by Ray Cash Care. What a, what a great name. Ray, as he says it, is in the business of pain. And he joins this week's show to share why most people need to rewire their mindset to actually achieve the personal growth that they're after. So if you're not familiar with Ray's work, he's done a lot, folks. He was a Navy SEAL for over 12 years. He spent another eight years as a government security contractor before finding what I believe he says in this episode was his his true calling, his true passion, and that's helping people. So in line with that mission, he's the founder of Conquer. It's a leadership and team building program designed to push participants physically, emotionally, and mentally. He's also doing some some really other cool projects. We're going to talk about that in the show as well. And he's also been a very prominent TV personality, okay? He starred as an instructor on the History Channel's The Selection. You may have seen him on Discovery Channel's The Ultimate Soldier Challenge. If you're listening to us across the pond, he was on the BBC's Ultimate Hell Week and... If you saw and loved Captain Phillips like I did, our very own Ray Cash Care starred in that as well. So, man, he has an incredible story. Even more just, I don't know what the right word is, fascinating was like the passion with which he attacks life. And I, I think that's the right way to say it. So we have a great conversation. This is one of those ones where the moment I was done, I was like, what can I do with all this energy? <laughs> I was so fired up after talking to Ray. One side note. And we're very lucky that we were able to, to get this episode actually put out. Thank you to the folks over at Squadcast who were able to retrieve the audio. We almost lost this interview from Ray's end due to some technical difficulties, but we were able to get it. So his audio comes through uh, probably a little, a little grainier than you're used to, but man, when the message is this good, it really doesn't matter. So I can't wait to hear what you all think of this one. And like I always say, if you are listening, if you're subscribing, man, thank you. We appreciate it. We are having so much fun doing this. I hope you're enjoying it as well. So thank you. Thank you. And also to to Ray, anyone else who's listening, who is a veteran, you know, we don't say this enough and I I hope you, you hear that it's authentic, man. Thank you for your service, everything that you've done to protect our rights and freedoms at home. And like Ray says in this episode, you know, if, if you are in the U S man, we are so fortunate to live in this country. So Without further ado, let's welcome Ray Cash Care to the show. Here we go. I gotta get up. I got too much to do. Yeah, I gotta get going. I gotta talk to you. It's time to start the show. Awesome, Ray. Th- thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, sir. I'm pumped. Yeah. So uh, I had I had a lot of fun prepping for this one. I got to be honest. What was uh, your prep? Well, so it depends. I I try and dig into everything I can get my hands on, and <laughs> uh, you know the list. Usually, right? There's usually like a, a bit of time in between when we like commit to doing this. But I feel like this is just so indicative of, to your point, just getting shit done. Yeah. It's like, I was like, hey, do you want to come on the show? You're like, yep. Does tomorrow work? I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's well, do it. You got to look at who the reference was. I mean, when, oh, yeah. when Gunner P says, you know, vouches for me, fuck yeah, I'm going to step up and do it, man. Who, If I didn't, I'd probably hear something from him. So, uh, no. stuff. I. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, and so in some of my, uh, my, my recon prior to this, uh, did you just sit down with Dan Severin? 
I did, and and Dan Fry. So I was asked to go out on their podcast. Uh, it's Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, it, and they do it different than everybody else. And I'm stick one, okay. they, they cut out little clips. Um, I was their first guest. I know Danny Trejo's going on and a bunch of other just who's who's. I don't I don't know why the fuck oh, they picked awesome. me. Um, but Don, so Don is 55 and Dan is like 61. And Dan okay. is very mobile still. Don's back is a wreck. But, I mean, obviously, you know, he is the predator. And he they're both really big men. Like, I don't know if you saw a picture how big they are compared to me. And I'm a big dude. They're yeah. monsters. They're monsters. Well, dude, I uh, well, go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yes, I, I, I do. I love Dan Severn. And anyway, Don kept talking shit about me because I'm only 5'7", <laughs> but I'm 205. So I'm a wide guy, <laughs> right, a right. wrestler, and he just kept talking shit. And they do it different. They literally flew me out. And the night before, we went to, went to Don's house, and, and Dan drove down. And we had dinner. We had steaks, and we smoked cigars. And he just keeps the short jokes on and on oh, and wow. on and finally, I just had enough of it. I was like, you know what? Fuck you, old man. And I didn't know how it was going to go, but he <laughs> laughed. I was like, thank God. Because when I did it, even Dan sat back. Dan just listened. Um, <laughs> and it was like, oh, here we go. And, but I have nothing but respect. They're both great guys. We had an amazing time. Um, we keep in touch. Um, yeah. They'll just call me. And, you know, it, I don't know if you saw the first thing. It was like, he introduced me as the world's shortest seal. And I was just like, here we go. Um, right. they're great but what you see is what you get I mean he is they are um, Don is an animal Dan is very reserved but he's always hmm. thinking and like I actually did a little wrestling with him I was a big wrestler <laughs> but it puts shit in perspective when you when when Dan Severn grab, grabs a hold of you even at 61 man you're just like wow he's a beast oh, he, that's why he is called the beast right so well he, yeah. So I was I was telling you a little bit before we're we're probably more in the market for a minivan than anything else. I've, I've got three young kids. My youngest is uh, fourteen, about to be uh, fifteen months. Yeah. And so there was a lot of uh, sleepless nights this last year. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I was doing was if I wake up at like two, and if I know I'm not going back to bed, I can't lay there. I'll go nuts. And so I would go downstairs, and with ESPN Plus, it's amazing. They have all the old UFC fights. Oh. So I started going back to like UFC one back. You know what I mean? When you had sumo wrestlers My fighting karate. Yeah, those guys were sad. They, they, and Gracie's just murdering everyone. Man, they didn't get the, none. Yeah, they just fought. <laughs> well, and then like we got to like the Dan Severn era. Cause I was like, does anyone beat Gracie? Like I actually, you know, it was a little bit before my time. I didn't know how all the early ones ended. Mm -hmm. And then like Severn comes into the picture and I was just like, oh man, like this, might, this might be the guy uh, who can kind of take the title. And so, yeah, I just, man, it was just, anyways, I loved, I loved seeing that you were uh, working with him. I love seeing that he still looks massive he, he, today. They are, I mean, like when they shake, I have a big hand too. When they shake your hand, you don't realize how small of a man you are until you're next to them. And, uh, but, but just humble, like he's very articulated, like, it's mm. funny because like I did a podcast back in the day with Jason Redman, who's an officer and right. Dan is like Jason and I'm just like Don, just, you got an animal, you know, but <clears throat> they're both very smart men, but both a business and just their outlook on life. And, you know, we, we just talked about culture and civilization and how it's changing. And, mm. you know, I, you know, and believe me by, by their means, by them, by no means am I a tough guy, but, 
you know, my, my advice was, and I said it right out there, I think the world these days just needs a good fucking punch in the face, you know, with all the trolls and everybody's complaining and moaning and bitching about stuff. I, I tell people, just like I told Don, I get up every day and I'm so grateful for what I have. I'm not greedy for what I want. I'm grateful for what I have. And that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's advice, the advice that America should take. We, because I've been everywhere with my past and this yeah. is the greatest country on the planet. I've been everywhere. Trust me. Uh, the freedoms yeah. that we have, I just, we don't get that on any other place in the world. Yeah. Well, you know, and one of the things that I, I loved when I heard you say this, you know, that you say that you're in the business of pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can, can you, can you explain that a little bit for, for folks listening? Well, yeah. So there is, you know, there's inspirational, motivational coaches, which are subject matter experts in what they mm -hmm. do. And I'm a subject matter expert in pain. I've dealt with pain. Mm -hmm. There are six growths in the world and seven pains. So there are for the growth, it's growths, it's physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial. Hmm. And for the same thing with pain, it's the same thing. It's physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, but then sexual pain. If you've hmm. had sexual trauma when you were a kid, I'm not going to talk and say what has happened with me, but I am a subject matter expert in, yeah. in pain. So I give, I don't give opinions. I give advice. I don't believe in opinions. I don't want your opinion. I don't want anybody's opinion. Like, I want to learn how to wrestle better. I want the beast um, advice. Like opinions, yeah. op opinion would be like me telling Don Fry how to fight. It's an right. opinion. It's not advice because he can kick my ass. So yeah. what I am is I give <laughs> advice and I'm a subject matter expert on pain. And I yeah. have an equation with pain. Pain equals growth. Growth equals power. Power equals knowledge. And knowledge equals profit. So all hmm. I've done is I've learned how to profit off of pain. That's it. Hmm. I, that's what I do. Everybody tries to profit off of success. I, I, I just reverse engineer it. I pour the glass. You know, everybody looks at the glass. Maybe most of the time people look at it half empty and it's half full with the pain. I look at it the opposite way. I yeah. use the pain. I want to empty that glass. So I constantly am learning from pain. And I, the, the rules and the lessons that I've learned I make sure that I apply them to life and make sure that I don't do that again, but I've learned from it. It's made me stronger. Um, yeah. I've been physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, all the abuses have had happened to me. Yeah. And it's, but it's made me a better person instead of boohooing and wanting free shit out of life and, and moaning and crying. My mindset is fuck it. Fuck you. You're here. Let's attack yeah. the bill and do it. Right. You've been through worse. And I think that's one of the contributing factors that got me through Buds, SEAL training, basic underwater demolition, the first time through. I mean, yeah. it sucks. But I'm always like, shit could always be worse. That's just how I look at things. No matter, you know, what it is. You know, and that's the funny thing. I've, I've been so selective with things in my life. I've never had a job that I have um, wanted to quit or wanted hmm. to get fired at. I've always just falling into the right places at the right times. Because yeah. I think I'm a good, a good human being and just shit works out. And it's always worked out for me. You know, I mean, I'm a dumb Irish kid that's done TVs and movies and SEAL training. And I get to right. hang out with some of the coolest people that, you know, in the entertainment business, Kid Rocks and 
John Daly hit a golf ball out of my mouth when I was drinking. Oh, come on. Really? Oh, that went that went viral. That went all over damn, uh, what is it, Barstool. We were drunk. Kid Rock's filming it. We were down in Tennessee. with. Dude, I saw this, and I did not put to, it together yeah. Yeah. that that was you. That was me. That was me. <laughs> that was on, like, I think the uh, I think we were the ninth or tenth hole. I had just won a push-up contest. John bet me $1,000 that I couldn't beat the – they had a record going around. A guy did, like – I think it was 72 or 74 push-ups in a minute. And I'm a big push-up guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. And said, I bet you for charity, you can't beat that. So I did my 75 out of, and I did 78 real quick, jumped up. And then Bob Ritchie, <laughs> AKA Kid Rock said, you know, Navy SEAL, I don't think you have a hair on your ass unless you have John Daly hit a golf ball uh-huh. out of your mouth. Now, what you don't know is we were at Rob O'Neill's house and we started drinking at like seven o'clock in the morning. Okay. Um, first time I ever had chip beef and gravy. Uh, Bob's Bob's lady made it, and it was phenomenal. But the Coors Light was flowing, and so were the drinks. And next thing I know, I'm laying down, and John puts <laughs> puts the tea in my mouth, and he told me he was going to give me a countdown. He didn't. But what I think makes the video so funny is, as soon as he hits it, he just leans down, he pulls the tea out of my mouth, and puts it in his pocket. I was just like, and I was like, what the. Yeah, but Dude, John Daly is such a legend. But everything that you know, everything that we're talking about, all the cool shit, it it, it, it comes around. It just, I think, it comes with great mindset, right? Just yeah. leaving. You know, I I have four four foundations of life, right? Teamwork, problem solving, leadership, and communication. I believe mm. they're the four keys to success. But then you have to infuse them with your four F bombs, which are your family, your fitness, your finances, and faith. Once you yeah. figure out how to make those eight you know, intertwine and mesh together, man, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm steam, I'm steamrolling over everything that gets in my way. I'm working with Bedros Cooley and one of the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. I, yeah. run, I run a couple of businesses and help him with some things. Um, I'm married, you know, I mean, it, it just goes on and on. I can sit here and, and, and stroke my, you know what, as long as we want, but it all goes <laughs> down to just the fitness and the mindset and then just the can do and drive attitude and me being grateful and not, if I want something, I go out and get it, you know? I mean, like yeah. we were talking about Gunnar Peterson. Gunnar Peterson is a legend in the fitness world. I mean, he is mm-hmm. the legend. Right. I'm over at his house, um, New Year's, or not New Year's, Super Bowl, with Myers Leonard and a whole bunch of people. And I love Myers. I know there was some stuff recently, but I love him. He's a great oh, guy. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, made a mistake. And I'm, I'm sitting in his beautiful house in Beverly Hills, and I'm like, he looked at me. He's like, what's up, man? I'm like, I am with... Like I hang out with him, Clark, Clark Bartram, Mike O'Hearn. I mean, I grew up idolizing these guys. Yeah. I, I'm breaking bread with these guys, and we're just shooting the shit. And I'm like, and it's amazing because I go, how the hell did I get here? How did I get here? I don't even realize. You know? and I mean, Gunner is a friend. I mean, we talk. He actually has a few bad habits. Like, he likes to send me pictures of stuff. We won't get into that. Um, I love him. He's an animal. Um, and, yeah, so... Well, let me ask you this yeah. too. And I feel like, man, you've already said so many things. I know, I'm, that, a mess. I'm all over the place. No, no. But I, when I mean that from the standpoint of like, we could probably do a show on, on each of those, you know what I mean? As a, as a category, but like for a lot of people listening, yeah. I, I think the one thing that's kind of universal to, to being a human is adversity mm. and pain. And like some people are sheltered more than others. You yeah. know, what someone's gone through is, is different, but it, you know, it can be, um, it, it can be tough for everybody. Yeah. 
a lot of people are like me, I go through pain, but I'm not like over here setting the world on fire. Like I'm carrying a lot of this stuff around with me and it's dragging me down. And, you know, it's to some people, I mean, depression is a, a widespread, you know, I'll even call it a, a pandemic in, a, in another sense. Right. Agree, yeah. So, you know, for you, I mean, what do you think it was that you were able to actually kind of turn that pain on its head and actually turn it into something positive or, or fueled you or I don't know maybe, maybe the right word is like it made you more resilient like how, how did that happen for you as an individual well I, you know I, I teach all over the country I speak and I do all these seminars and stuff and I believe I, I, I solely believe that what did it for me is I do a self-reflection drill like and it, it's weird and some people mm. think it's corny but it worked for me so my father was murdered when I was 11 and he yeah. was a womanizer and he was a brawler and this and that Hmm. And I, I, I developed this technique when I was 19 and I, I tell the story all the time. I was coming home from a bar under the influence. God only knows what I was smoking or putting in my body. I came home late at night, you know, back in the day, different times, right? Obviously it was still wrong, but I looked in the mirror. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't see my reflection. I saw my father and right hmm. then and there, um, I had to figure out a way to overcome what I knew was going to happen. I was going to go down the same road as him. So right. I just evaluated myself and I, and I do this all the time. I make people guys, girls. And you know, I, I, that's what I love about what I do. I don't care how old, how young, what color. I don't, I don't care about any of that. I, I talk about it. It's if you're just a great human being and you want to be better, take a picture of yourself. If you don't have a mirror, right. But there's a picture of my kids, my wife and my kid. Um, <laughs> And grade yourself and be ruthless yeah. with yourself. Be brutally fucking honest with yourself on your family, your fitness, your finance and faith. This is what I do with this, right? Family. Yeah. Am I a good, am I a good husband? Am mm. I a good father? Am I a good son? Am I a good brother? Am I a good what? And I just, it goes, you create as many avenues as you can. Yeah. Fitness. I look like I'm fit, but fitness is physical, mental, and emotional and spiritual. Mm. All right. Am I, am I sound on the inside and out? Um, taking advice from doc, getting blood. I got blood work done today, checking my blood work, trying to stay ahead of the game. Uh, yeah. Family fitness, finance. What am I doing to create growth? Growth, not just, mm -hmm. we talked about the six growth, not just financial, but all the other ones. Financial yeah. income, right? How, and again, how, and I, what I try to do is I measure my success by helping others help themselves, right? Like mm. Gunnar Peterson is one of the most, successful men I know because he helps people all over the world with his fitness yeah. programs and that. So that's how I define success, not from this, but how I feel and what I'm doing. And then last is faith. Like faith is the biggest one. That's my jam, right? Faith is not religion. It's about hmm. programming yourself. Now watch, this is not, pre this is not premeditated, but we haven't talked about this. Fill in the blanks. You ready? All right, let's do it. What do you do before you cross the street? Go. I uh, look both ways. Okay. Now you're married. Yep. And you have children. Oh yeah. We don't need to ages. Is there are any of them old enough to what's the oldest? Oldest one is six. Perfect. Okay. Even at six, right? With your permission, if I walked up asked with your permission, your wife and your, and your children, if they were old enough, yeah. what do you do before you cross the street? What do you think they would say? The daughter would say, I'd look both ways. That's right. But as they get older, all of them are going to say that because all of them, yeah. Because they were programmed to do that. Now, here's, right, the, here's right, the million right. dollar question. Have yeah. you, your wife, or your child been hit by a car crossing the street? No. Then why the hell do you do it? 
Not because it be, it's a defensive measure that you use in your mind yeah. that if you do this, but you were programmed. Now I'm going to program you two more ways. Watch this real quick. This, okay. is, this is kind of weird shit I do. Fill yeah. in the blanks. You may get it right. It's not always what you know. It's who you know. That's right. You got that one right. Good. Okay. Now let's try a, a, an offensive tactic. Okay. The six-year-old is playing in a park. Your mm -hmm. wife is playing with the child. They are looking towards you and you are sitting on a bench and I am coming up behind them. And you see, I'm a big guy with my fist mm -hmm. clenched looking like this. Right. And I'm walking at him full speed. And you, even if you yell, you're not going to get there. What are you going to try to do? What is your measure that you're going to do? What is your offensive measure you're going to do? Go. Man, uh, can I get there? You can is get that, there. What are you going to do? I, I would sprint and I'd probably scream. You would scream. I would just, but where would you try to place them? Uh, I would try and place them behind exactly. me. I would try and get in between. So yeah. You have the, you've been, Sorry, maybe I ever thought that. <laughs> no, that's good. You have defensive and you have offensive. Program. Yeah. Now we're going to do the million dollar one to see if you get this right. You can only do two things in life. Okay. Two things. Black mm. and white. Right? Yep. Salt and pepper. Here we go. You can only W or L. What does W stand for? Win. Or what does L stand for? Lose. No. You've been, you've been programmed right, but you've been programmed incorrect. Oh, so okay. I believe you only lose if you quit. Are you a quitter? Uh, no. No, because if you quit, bottom line, if you quit anything in life, here's, here's, the, here's, here's, here's the gist, ladies and gentlemen. You're a fucking quitter. That's it. There's no, I'm not going to make this politically correct. I'm not. If you quit, you're a quitter. People yeah. ask me, what's it like to, to quit cash? I don't know. But the reason why I'll call you a loser is because you may have lost out on all these amazing opportunities. Now you go, what the hell does this have to do with mindset? What you don't know is I adopted my son from my hmm. wife's previous marriage from a guy who owed a whole bunch of money. And hmm. when I said I wanted him, he said, never. I said, I'll waive the fee. He said, Roger that. So I, that's where I come up with that. You only lose if you quit in life. I am not a loser. I'm a learner. And I learn all the time. I've made mistakes with Bezos Coolian. Ooh, that didn't go well. I once, and I can't believe I'm even going to say this. This will probably get your ratings up. I <laughs> here, we go. No, here we go. So I have one standing rule in my house. Uh, I had a bad mm -hmm. childhood. So did my wife. My wife is a stay-at-home mother. I love that. I love it. This is my mindset. Yeah. When our, our second was born, our daughter was born, you know as well as I do when a newborn things get chaotic and chaos, right? You know, it gets crazy. And sometimes yeah, it's nuts. Men, Absolutely. have you ever said anything? And when it comes out, you actually watch it come out and you go, Oh no. Well, I said, <laughs> I said you're basically describing every day. In my I life. said, being a stay at home mom is not a real job. Oh, yep. Yeah. All right. How do you think that went? Uh, what is it? Happy wife, happy yeah, life. She's from, she's Italian I, from New York. How do you think that went? Oh, dude, I'm also married to an Italian. It went horrible. So you but, probably didn't know you went through buds and you probably didn't exactly. know what pain was yet. But here's the thing. Here's how I, what I learned. Do you think I ever did it again? Uh, well, uh, hope no, not. no, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> you learned. I'm not stupid. But my point is, is what the world needs to do with the mindset and creating and overcoming adversity is you need to reprogram some of the things. Cause I know I've been joking around that you're doing and the, and the million dollar thing that you can do mm -hmm. is realize right now that you can only do two things in life, win and learn the most successful people in life 
Hmm. Right? The, the, I mean, you told me some of the people, Bob and Dallas Page and all these amazing people. <laughs> what you see, the wins, how successful they are, what you don't see is the lessons learned that are up here, the Pedro's Coolians, the people that are really successful in life, right? And you, obviously you see the financial. That's what we judge it on. Sure. They're a hundred times more successful with the family, the fitness, the finance, right? And the faith, it's, it, it's all the other things, all the growth. And when you mm. really become successful, you've learned how to, be, how to create growth at all six of those platforms. You ever, you ever heard the story of like the people that are like, they're super rich and they're super miserable? Like I'm rich, but oh, they're miserable, yeah. right? That, that, that. Abs- absolutely. I know, I know the people. Yes, I do too. Here's the thing, because they're only really successful in growth in a few of those platforms. Me, I have crushed five of them. And this is what I tell people. I'll, I'll give, mm. you the fu- give me the fucking money. <laughs> because I've crushed the rest. <laughs> I, I did a movie with Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks. Told right. Me, oh, man, money is the root of all evil. I'm like, you know what? Let's switch it. Let me see how I do it. He's like, I'm telling you, you wouldn't like it. Let me be the judge of that, Tom. And he laughed right, about me, it. But yeah. I'm so I'm so secure and so happy with everything else. Like, I'm a rich man already. And that's what I tell people, you know. People mm. Pedro's cooling, same thing. What do you want to be? I want to be a millionaire. Why does everybody want to be a millionaire? I, I don't get that. You want what I yeah. want to do is be the best human being I can, um, overcome any type of ad- adversity that that hits my way. And create a mindset that no matter what happens, I am the magnetic force in a room that people are drawn to in a positive way. That's, that's how I become successful. I walk into a room and, you know, the job I got for Bajor's School, and I wasn't the only SEAL that, that applied for the position. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, if you would have heard the first two, the first minute of my job interview with Bajor's was, I'm not the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, and I probably won't make it the most money. He goes, Ray, just let you know, this is not how an interview goes. But then I said, but, and it's what I said after that, but that literally he went like this, you're hired. And that, but is between him and I, and that's what people need to focus on is a, but Hmm. can be used for two things. You know, I I, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL, but I, people use the, but in a negative way, you need to use the, but as a crescendo in a positive way, right. Hmm. Um, With everything. I'm not a millionaire, but I'm a rich man in so many other ways, but I'm still grinding. Uh, I don't have the car of my dreams, but I have a reliable car that gets me to and from work. And if my kids are sick, it'll still get them. I try to find, I'm the guy who has lived so negatively that literally, unless God forbid something was happening with an ailment or something where one of my, I find, I try to find the good in everything. And people go, you can't be real. And this is what I tell people, motherfucker, I'm, I'm as real as they come because I have, I have suffered. And in order to, to succeed in life, to really succeed, yeah. you got to suffer because suffer creates, suffering creates opportunity. Hmm. Failure creates opportunity, but it, it can also create growth. Most people, yeah. right? What do they say all the time? I, I, I hear this and I, I, I get pissed all the time. Failure is not an option. Right. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I fail <laughs> every day. I just don't so- quit. So, yeah. So how do you, how do you make the best of that? Right. I mean, there's a lot of people, their biggest fear in life is failure. Mm -hmm. The thought of it alone will stop a lot of people from even trying and and sometimes trying something that like they might care about a whole heck of a lot. So for you, how do you handle and kind of like, um, you know, put, put, look at failure through the proper lens so that you can grow from it. Well, because the thing is, is 
if I fail and I didn't quit, all that tells me is I just, I, I didn't have the right piece of the puzzle that day. That, I just go back. Yeah. Like when I approached Bud, SEAL training, right? Let's use something that's supposed to be the hardest thing in the world. I yeah. already knew that one of three things was going to happen. I was either going to pass, I was going to quit, mm. or I was probably going to die. That's it. I mean, that's, that's my options. So I already yeah. know I, I can predict the future of the future. A million things can happen. All I have to do is focus on those three. So that's yeah. how I look at things like a job interview. You're either going to get the job or you're not. Right. And, and the reason why people in, in general in society are so scared about failing is because they think failing and quitting are the same things and they're not. It all, mm. it all goes back to the programming. People have been programmed wrong. It's okay. Can I can I interrupt you because I I so relate to what you're saying and I I don't know why this sticks out in my mind so much. I I must have been like six. I mean, really, I must have been like six if yeah. I think about where I was and where I lived at the time. Um, you know, I remember someone who I respect a whole heck of a lot and meant a lot to me in my life basically said something like, you know people say it's good to like fail and learn and like, why would you want to fail? Like you don't want to fail. You shouldn't want to fail. You shouldn't strive to fail. And I, for a long time, I was, I, I would probably, if you would have asked me years ago, I would have said my biggest fear is failure. Everybody, like, but that everybody has been taught that. That's hardwired. Hardwired. Yeah. It's, you're it's, absolutely right. Exactly. It's the same thing as what I told you about, right? What? Win and lose. And because yeah. Everybody yeah. thinks if you lose, you're quitting. That's, Listen, you don't really, if you've given it all you've got, even if you lose something, if you gave it a thousand percent, you put the fuck out. As long as you mm -hmm. learn what you need, like, if I got in a fight, okay, I'm going to learn how do, how do I get better? Or you can just say, oh, yeah. oh I'm never going to get in a fight, I'm a loser. You can't do that. And that's what people do. If they don't get the mm -hmm. job, they boo-hoo. Man, I'll tell you what, there was one time when I didn't get a job and I reached out to the guy, who, and this was, this was years ago. And I said, hey, sir, I get it. I didn't get the job. Can I take you out to lunch? And the guy said, what? Like, I'd like to take you out to lunch. And he goes, why? I want to know why I didn't get the job. Yeah. He was like, and then he, I was like, I'm not angry. But how am I going to learn if I don't? And the guy how was, are you going to get the next job? Yeah. Coffee. And he was just like, listen, you were underqualified and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. He goes, but if you have the qualifications, it was great. And I was like, okay. So I just need to go out, and, you know, which is hard, but I had to go out and get more skills. But if hmm. I would have wouldn't have asked, and I would have just been a little bitch, I would have been, oh, screw that guy. I wouldn't have right. heard. I would have just thought it was he didn't like the way I looked or whatever. And I asked him. I said, "Is it the way I'm dressed? Is it the way I look?" He says, "No, it has nothing to do with that. You look great. You have a nice outfit on. You're well groomed." He said, "You just uh, with the other candidates, you just weren't my top pick." He hmm. goes, "But no one's ever asked me that again before." And I'm like, "Well, I said that's that's technically that's a shame." I said, and that, don't you find that odd that someone didn't get a job and instead of never reaching out to you again, they didn't reach out and just ask you why? Right. He's like, I've never thought of it like that. I'm like, well, how the hell is someone supposed to internally get better if they can't, if they can't comprehend the internal dialogue that's going on, right? We, yeah. Everybody, all men have two things. They have an inner bitch right here, fears, doubts, and frustrations. Yeah. And they have toxic cognitions here. That's demons. Huh. My job is I can kill, I can kill 90 99.9% .9 of my fear, doubts, and frustrations. I can. And it starts with believing in me, but the mm. demons, my childhood, things like that, I can't. But what I can do is I can turn around, 
name, claim, and tame them, realize that, hey, not everything that happened in your childhood is your fault. You're a better person. For, I try to find the positive. And then once I, once I attack that demon, because here's the thing, you can never outrun a demon, right? If you were an yeah. alcoholic, if drugs, if, if God only knows, whatever, right? You can run as fast as you can. That demon's going to catch you. So my yeah. thing is, is my, my mindset, we talked about before, fuck it, fuck you, is I turn around and I face that demon and yeah. I go, listen, okay, I know I can't beat you, but I can at least learn how to con- try to control because life is about control, right? Mm. I, the way that I become successful is I try to control the things that I can control, meaning yeah. I control what time I get up. I control what I put in my body. I control what time I go to bed. <laughs> Other than that, they're the things that I know I can control. Like I yeah. wholeheartedly can, um, can control it. I don't ever get up with one of these. I use an old school uh, alarm clock. I don't because these have snoozes on. I don't oh, like yeah. getting up like, oh, I set your watch 10 minutes early. No, just change your clock, your old clock and make it, you know, it's all, it's my clock says 10 till five. It's not 10 till five. It's 1642. I'm always ahead. Yeah. Ahead. I'm never late because if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fired. No matter what the job is, no matter what the job is, because you, you, each human being is being graded and evaluated since the day where they were born to the day they die. Right. Yeah. You're born, there's a dash and you die. What we do in that dash is what's going to create that eulogy of what we're going to leave behind. Everybody leaves a legacy. Hmm. It's just, what is that legacy going to be that you leave? Is it, is it, uh, athletics? I mean, this is the pro, you know, the pro athlete podcast. Is it, and that's yeah. the thing. Um, I don't, I, I know some of these people that you talk to, I'm an athlete. I have, a, I have an athletic mindset. I am, I am the, yeah. that's what I have here. It's not this. I'm not a world-class wrestler. I'm not uh, the world's one of the best, you know, um, fitness instructors on the planet. I'm just a guy that whatever I set my mind to, mm-hmm. I will find a way to do it. I, I just do. I mean, yeah. I do it. I wanted this job with Bader's cooling. I work for him. I mean, guys, I mean, he's elite. You know, is that, is that, is that like relentlessness? Is that yeah. innate? Is that something you've built over time? Yeah. And I love it. I, I am a, a relentless, ruthless bastard when it comes to getting what I want, but I do it with honor and I do it with integrity. I just won't stop. I'm the guy that like, I will call you a thousand times until you tell me to go take a fucking flying leap. Like when I met Gunnar, I was like, dude, and, and I just take risks. I was like, Hey Gunnar, I'd love to come up to, or come up because I was in California, come up to Beverly right. Hills and train with you one day. He goes, sure. Are you serious? Yeah. Here's my address. I was like, you know, but I, he was kind of following me and stuff. And I like walked in there and his, his facility is, I mean, it's amazing. It's got shit in there that Lily, you need to have like a doctorate to figure out, you know, he right. and he's like work out. And all I do is walk around. Every time I go in his gym, I don't work out. I just look around. I'm amazed. He's like, you're going to work out. I'm like, he said, it'll come. I just, it's still puppy love. I'm still learning. But and yeah. then after that, you know, we hang out, we, we have lunch. He's like, Hey, why don't you come to my house? Really? Yeah. Hey, I come in town next time. Hey, why don't you come speak to my uh, immediate family? No, no, you know, I don't want to have, you know, about my mindset. I don't want no cameras. Okay. You know, I wanted to ask you about this because I, I can't remember if he mentioned it while we were talking or a- afterwards, but he said that you dropped some knowledge on him about the way you think about like the company you keep in your inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, w- would you mind expanding on that a little bit? Well, I mean, it's the same thing. I just, 
the company I keep is I, I surround myself with people that are bigger, better, faster, and stronger than me. Like yeah. I am the alpha of my world, but I, I try to make myself uncomfortable every hmm. day learning something. So if, if I want to learn about fitness, I'm going to become friends with, with him. If I want to learn about business, I mean, I just, I literally attack. I'm the guy that literally just like, I shoot myself out of a fucking mental catapult at people and I hit their castles and I'm like, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And people just, they realize that number one, I'm not full of shit. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fucking crazy. Right. Yeah. And, I'm, and I, <laughs> I have passion and purpose. And I think that's what the world is lacking a lot of is passion and purpose. You know, um, I, I was a Navy SEAL for 12 years. I worked for the agency for 14 years and I was really good at it. But after a while, it just didn't do anything for me. Right. I was great at hurting mm. people. And I figured out that my real fucking passion and my real purpose is helping people. I, I, I work with kids. I work with men. I do corporate training. Um, I fucking love it. I'm 49 yeah. years old. And it's like, you know, a guy asked me a question the other day, and I think it was probably one of the most deep questions I've ever heard. He goes, from your age right now until the day you were born, he goes, you know, I know you were younger, you were a SEAL. What age would you say is the best or the best day of your life? And I said, man, Oof. it's today. I think it's today. You know, he's like, is it when you married your wife or you had your kids? I'm like, and I told him, I said, I know this is going to sound corny, but every day that I wake up, it's the best fucking day of, of, of my life. And that's the mm. thing because, you know, everybody's like, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Guess what, guys? Here's a fucking newsflash. Entrepreneur means risk taker. That's all it means. Every mm. night that you go to sleep, there's a chance you may not wake up. Every time you get in the car, there's a chance you're going to be in an accident. Every time you walk down the steps, you could. Every single person on the earth is an entrepreneur in some fashion. Yeah. People just decided to, to attach money to that. Money, yeah, money's fucking cool and I love it. And I get money does make the world go around, but you know what else makes the world go around? Great fucking human beings with yeah. great mindsets that want to help each other out. And that's what's so great about a lot of the people that you that you interview. I mean, like you said, you reached out to Gunner, sure. So right. Like same thing with me. Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. It's amazing. My, my, my point to all this is, is I think the world just needs to start taking more risk and start mm. nutting up and asking questions, right? Like, yeah. If, I mean, let's go back to the dating world. If I wouldn't ask my wife out to have a drink, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I wouldn't be half the man I am. I mean, I asked him and I have no business being with, right? So, but think about how many guys see a good looking girl in the bar and they, they're scared to ask her because what are, yeah. they, what are they scared of? Failure. Rejection. Because they think, yeah, failure. Man, I'm the guy at the bar and be like, hey, you want to go out? 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 I got it. Just so <laughs> happened my wife was there. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, let me ask you this too because. I imagine there's a lot of people who are listening and they're like, man, this guy is just hardwired to be successful, right? He has a right mindset. Like, I wish I was like that. For you, right? That answer, like today is probably the best day of my life. Yep. And when I wake up tomorrow, that's going to, is that, is that just something again, I'm kind of, you know, trying to understand like, is that innate or would you tell people like, no, that's a, that's a choice. That's a conscious decision I'm making. Yeah. to make each day. It's a conscious decision that I've programmed myself to do every day. I, I believe that every man and woman, when I say just human has to have, yeah, no, yeah. every person has a POL and an MOL. A pattern of life is what we do, right? Rob O'Neill is one of my best friends. If you ever want me to get him on your podcast, kill Osama bin Laden. Oh, I'm, dude, I would absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'll, 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 I'll stock you after this to, 
So <laughs> Take that out. They, we tracked because I did I did the zero dark thirty stuff for real with the agency, but yeah. cell phone towers leave. You, they go up and hit a cell phone tower and they come back down and they leave a footprint of where you are. People <laughs> have patterns of life. So how do I real? How do I create the best day of my life? I'll tell you how. Um, I create a pattern of life. I do it for about thirty days. I don't believe in this twenty-one and ninety bullshit. In twenty-one days, it's a habit. Ninety is a lifestyle, man. I'm right. I'm forty-nine years old, and I'm learning. I'm I'm I still need. I have a lot to learn about being a father, a husband, a person. I'm always learning. But what right. I do know, and what I can do, is I can look at things when I create. I just I have a list. I write shit down. Emotional discipline is three colors. Emotional. You're hmm. either in the fucking red. You're in the green where you want to be, but do you really want to be there? And you're in the blue. So let's use people. Okay. David Goggins. Everybody knows Goggins, right? Black Navy SEAL. He's an animal. What he does is he puts himself in the blue. He disassociates, feel it, physical, mental, and emotional pain, hmm. what's really going on. And he, he likes to run, run cold. People in the green, they think they're running through life comfortable, but what they're doing is you just have fucking blinders on. And then you have hmm. me, the red. I get the red. I'm fucking emotional and I'm passionate. The trick to this, right, is figuring out in this POL what puts you in the red, what puts you in the blue. Realize okay. what they are. If they are negative entities, people, places, persons, or things, right? Just if they're negative, then you need to fucking cut them loose because what you need to do is you need to control, like Muhammad Ali did, you yeah. need to control when you're going in the red and when you're going in the blue. David Goggins goes in the blue because he wants to go in the blue. And when he speaks, he goes in the red because he wants to be in the red because people love it. Hmm. But in all actuality, he's in the green. He's calm as can be. Muhammad Ali was the best in the, in the world doing that, acting like he was tired of the rope-a-dope, right? Yep. Getting people all emotional. I got him, I got him. And all of a sudden, he boom, 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 hits you. Yeah. You can do that with yourself. But if, what, it, what you need to do is get rid of the negativity. Seesaw. Seesaw negativity. Harvard Business Study. You have eight employees that work for you. If you have one negative person that sits on that seesaw, you need seven people to sit on that other side to equal it out. Hmm. Every negative person, place, and thing you have in your life, you need seven, they say, to counter it. So what do I do? For 30 days, I have my markers. They're sitting right over there. What makes me red? What makes me blue? And what makes me green? And um, And then I also have a calendar that tells me how many days roughly I have to live on Earth, like the 10,000 weeks. Yeah. I have that. So what that'll get I you do? motivated. So what do I do? I, I get rid of the negativity. I get rid of hmm. the, the negative shit in my life so that I can control more of me. Then what I do <laughs> is I develop, and this is what every, it, listen, if you guys only take one thing out of this, do this, create okay. a motto of life. My daughter is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Every morning she gets up and I have a video. I'll show it to you afterwards. When she was like six, she says, I'm a champion and I'm a winner. Oh, I love she it. says, it's the first thing she says when she gets up. It's the last thing she says when she goes to bed. Um, my one business partner says I'm effing awesome. He has his kids say it. Now yeah. I say, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. I'll, I, my, my motto is, is time plus effort equals results. I'm going to get up. I'm going to give it all I've got. Right. Average human has about 16 to 18 hours of doing two things, putting the fuck out or getting just kicked in the dick. Sorry. That's yep. it. So my yeah. thing is, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put the fuck out. I'm going to say that tomorrow I'm going to rest, but I don't. I go to bed. I do a master reset on me. I get up like it's the greatest day on earth again, put my feet on the ground, take a deep breath and go, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. And if people start doing that. Oh, I love right, that. 
You can train the conscious and unconscious mind by doing that. By for two minutes a day, for 21 days, you can you can train yourself, the conscious, the sub excuse me, the subconscious mind to be positive. If but for for the vocal, for you, you need to get up and I tell people, look in the mirror and say it every day, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. People are like it's corny, is it? You've been programmed to know that it's not always what you know, it's who you know. You've already been programmed that, yeah. you know, um, you look both ways before you cross the street. Watch. Does heaven represent good or bad? Uh, good. And what does hell represent? Bad. Have you ever been there? <laughs> no. But my, you've been programmed. So my right, thing is, right, right, right. and I showed you that you've been programmed wrong. You win and lose. Failure yeah. is not an option. Why, why don't you start doing what's more important? Focus on you and focus on, on, focus on the few, focus on you, and then rewire the internal dialogue. That's what matters. Yeah. I don't care what, if my neighbors go out and get a new Mercedes. Or, I don't care. I care about mm. me. What did I do? What is my, what is my eulogy going to say when I die? That's what, you, that's what I tell people. My clients do coaching clients. Write your eulogy right now. Tell me what it says. And I, I tell them what mine says. I don't yeah. like my eulogy. If you like your eulogy, you're full of shit. Right. You, you constantly got to be micro and macro fine tuning, right? That, just like an athlete. You've got to, right when we go in the gym, we know something works. I don't do the same workout all the time. Your body's going to get what used to it, right? right, right. With your mind, you've got to constantly challenge yourself. You've got to constantly fail because if you don't fail, you're not challenging yourself. Hmm. So you're a hypocrite. I'm successful. Are you really? How much more successful would you be if you really pushed yourself? Just because you yeah. make a million dollars doesn't mean you're fucking successful. Sometimes it just means you're lucky. I'm just, <laughs> That's also true. I'll take the luck, but hey, right now, but my thing is, is I'm 49. I'm finally starting to really get in my rhythm. I'm getting up one step, realizing who I am. And, I'm, and, and this is what I'm going to tell people too. Uh, I was a Navy SEAL and I, you know, best of the best and blah, you know, all that shit. I didn't love yeah. myself. I was in love with myself hmm. and I fucking hated it. And you know who brought that to my attention? My wife, she said, you are a prick. You're going, you know, you're good, but she says, you're just a prick. And the reason why I was a prick and the reason why I used to do impulsive purchasing and I used to have $200,000 of cars sitting in the driveway is because I really wasn't happy with me. Now I make three times as much money as I used to I have a little pickup truck that's paid off for. And you know what? I could give a fuck less. How did you, how did you, how did you make that switch? Cause it's, it's, it sounds easy, but that's one of the hardest things in the world to do. It, it, and to your point, to go back earlier, right. You said like, have heard about the guy who's wealthy and miserable, right? Like there's a lot of people living like that at all economic statuses. You know, it, it just goes back to that self-reflection. I kept, you know, I learned mm. some counseling. I had some PTSD from the wars and stuff like that. And, it started affecting my relationship with my wife. And um, I realized, and me and my wife sat down and she, she said, it. she go, and I mean, she's not a therapist. She's a very, you know, intellectual woman. And she said, yeah. the problem is, Ray, is you're in love with your shadow, but you're not in love with you. Like what, I, what, what projects, Navy SEAL, TV, movies. And I looked at her and it was funny because I was like, you know, you think I'm, I was like, you're fucking right. But why don't I love myself? Well, let's let's just rewind back. Abusive childhood. Father was yeah. mother didn't love me. Um, and and instead of accepting it and 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 you know facing it, I I built up the 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 most emotional and the walls right. 
Mexico oh, dude, yeah, yeah. you're speaking my language right now. Yeah. Build these walls. And then when my wife did that, when she said that to me, it fucking hit. I, I literally felt like she punched me in the face. Hmm. And I was drained. And I said, you're right. So what did I do? I tore down those walls and it took time, right? Um, really trying to explore myself. I tried getting into meditation. I've, tr- I've tried everything, man. Just try to get to find my center in this. Um, yeah. Mark Devine. Mark Devine's an amazing seal fit. He's been helping huh. me. So his two lamb, Ronin Tactics, they helped oh, me. Oh, I do know him. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here yeah. So he's like, close your eyes and tell me what you see. I see these giant paws hitting the ball back and forth really fucking fast, right? Like this. Yeah. We're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I know. So what does two lamb say? He's like, okay, that's what you see. That's your focal. That's your focal point. Slow the ball down. So now the ball mm. is slowing down. Yeah, it, it's never going to stop because I'm insane. But by slowing that ball down, that mental emotional ball, I started realizing that the emo- the the materialistic shit that I was buying and the expensive watches. Well, I, I love watches, but the the cars and the stupid shit that I was doing. Like I was taking my family on vacations. Not because mm. I need to take them on, because I want to take them on vacations, because they needed a vacation to get away from who I was. Oh, because man. when I go on vacation, I'm someone different, right? I don't, I, I leave all my troubles, you know, and Bedros Koulian told me the best advice he ever told me, I swear by this. He goes, don't be the man that takes your family on one vacation, take them on, the, on two vacations. And I was like, I don't get it. Hmm. Take yeah, them on vacation because number one, they're going to think the first one's because you have to. The second one, they're going to know it's because you want to. And uh-huh. I believe that. I'm taking my, my family to Nags Head last week. And then, you know, me and my wife, we like to go to the Caribbean. We, sometimes we take my daughter and we take uh, my niece. Because I want to, yeah. you know. But the minute that people let down their one guard and they, they, they accept that, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable. It, I'm human. Like a lot of guys and, you know, the people that you told me you interview, ego is yeah. fucking is our biggest enemy. My ego. Oh, man. You know, I'm five foot seven, but in my mind, I'm seven foot five, you know, and now in my mind, I'm five foot seven, 205 pounds. You know what? I'm perfectly content with it. Yeah. I'm perfectly content with driving my little pickup truck because I go on these lives, you know, I have a big follow and people are like, what kind of car are you driving? Fucking cares. Right. You know, I, I, I and it's because people have been programmed. It goes that programmed to the wrong thing. You don't need to have yeah. a Bugatti and be, and have a Ferrari to be a rich guy. I drive yeah. a little pickup truck that's paid off for, and I absolutely love it. I turn the key, and it works. Gets you from A to B. Well, and I feel like one of the most important things that I, I hope people take away from that, and I, and I mean this when I say with all due respect, with all due respect, like you you fall in that rare category of an actual certified badass. Navy SEAL, you know what I mean? You, you've been all over the world doing things that pe- most people only see in movies um, on top of everything that you're doing now, but like the fact that you said, like, look, I needed help too. And I had to become vulnerable to get to a place where I love myself. And now it's like ready to set the world on fire, most which I think is most yeah, of the strongest are the weakest. Actually, I was actually strong in certain areas, but in the emotional fucking just a baby, mm. just a baby. And I, and the thing is, is because I never, I never trusted anybody to open up to because of my childhood and my relationship with my mother. But then when I, when I met my wife, right. I mean, Dude, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, oh my, did like, I got a tattooed on my arm. I mean, I ain't fucking around. I mean, I love my. I mean, that, and that's, but you have when you find that right person, it, it could be a friend, anything. But I yeah. just opened. I ex, I exposed myself, and I was like, you know, and then I was like, what is she going to think of me if I 
cry and if I do this. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of times it's those pinnacle moments that really create growth, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, people are like, man, you're a fucking savage. You're a badass. Man, I'm, my wife tells you I'm a 205-pound bitch. I'm like an emotional fucking roller coaster. But I accept it. I <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah. like I tell guys, it's like, uh, there's a video I put out a while ago when my daughter was young and she's like, daddy, will you dress up like a little girl and let me put makeup and stuff on you? And I went, yep. And people are like, maybe seals don't do that. I'm like, dude, I'm a father, you know? <laughs> right. Dads do. That's yeah. What, that's what real men and, and mommies will do it too, right? They'll do whatever. I mean, people that are comfortable with themselves. Because this mm. is what I stopped doing a long time ago. I stopped giving a fuck with the many thought. And I only give a fuck with the few think. And that's in my circle. Yeah. I did. Like when I first got out of SEAL teams and I was doing stuff, people were like, go, you go, here you go. And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm misrepresenting the SEAL teams. And that, nope, I am going to do me. And mm. I'm going to, and that's the, that's what I keep telling you. Do it with honor, do it with courage, do it with commitment. Just be the best fucking version of you. And learn, man, every fucking day I get up. If you're not learning, if you're not falling down, if you're not wiping off that, literally I have a whiteboard and regrouping because you failed, then you are not working at your full capacity, right? Like, like it's been said, most people run on 60% of their maximum capacity. Yeah. I mean, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm I'm running about 90. I, I still haven't hit a hundred because when I hit a hundred, I'm probably going to fucking die. But <laughs> when I go to the gym, I don't talk to people. I'm, I'm a fucking savage in gym when I do my push-ups on Saturdays. I go to the gym right afterwards. It's a warm-up for me. And people are like, yeah. how did you get that way? Because I believe in myself. I love myself. And people are like, maybe mm. seals don't talk like that. Yeah, we, mm. yeah, we do. You just, you get, you get the shadow, you get the ego, but the real us, that's what we say. I've had yeah. some deep conversations with Gunner. Um, you know, man, you're on the road all the time and people... Dude, where, whatever, wherever, wherever hotel I'm at, my wife has my phone number, my cell phone number, and the hotel. You call me anytime you want, baby. Because here's the thing, yeah. I, you know, I'm, I am, I am in this to win this, and I picked my circle, man. Now I let people in periodically, very selectively, yeah. but I, I'm not opening the floodgates, motherfuckers. You know, people are like, oh, nope. So yeah. that's what I tell people. But you have to focus on you before you do all that. That's that that NFL mindset that you have to have. That NBA, I mean. You've got hmm. to be the athlete, the, the fucking tier one operator of everything you do, whether you're a well, trash man or a fucking the next president. Right. Well, and I think that's something that I've uh, it's it's funny. Like, so at the end of this, we always do a wrap up with my wife. It's called run it by my wife section. She comes on and we talk about it and, and hearing the way you described, I'm going to call it your emotional growth. Mm-hmm. I know she's going to bring it up because I, I mean, look, I'm a pretty transparent guy. Like I'm, I'm going through the same thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I just, I I almost saw it as a sign of strength, the ability to like persevere through things that were going on in my life and almost in a sick way, like, Oh, no one even knows how fucked up I am right now. Sort of thing, you know? And I was almost like, man, that's a sign of like my strength as an individual. And now it's, it's funny. The impact having kids has the, the cracks start to show. And I'm like, man, I can't be the best dad if I'm not allowing myself to be, you know, I mean this in a non uh, fluffy way, like version of myself, like if I'm not addressing this stuff and able to walk around like emotionally happy, free, I'm not showing up hundred percent as a dad. And for me, that's, I mean, that's my measuring stick, you know, in a lot of ways, when you talk about legacy eulogy, 
you know, for me, it's like, man, I hope my, I hope my kids knew how much I loved them. And I hope they knew that they were everything I did, you know, and I feel like becoming a dad. You know, and here's the thing. Yeah. A true warrior, a true warrior. It's not physical. It's mental and emotional. Hmm. Right. And a true warrior. I mean, a true warrior. And this is man or woman, because a warrior can be anything. Yeah. Not always savage. You want a true warrior is a servant. Hmm. It's a servant. My job, you know, I used to destroy and do all the stuff. Now my job is to serve. My job is to serve my community, uh, serve myself, serve my family, serve with purpose, right? Everybody, and that's what they do. No, if I put on one of my courses, the first thing we do, we do it wrong. Just like you've been programmed. We judge people on their physical appearance. Appearance. Hmm. Yeah. What, what do they have inside? We just had a gentleman graduate our project course that we hold um, with Bedros. Which looks so cool. I was going to ask you if we had time, but it looks we, awesome. We do. Careful what you wish for. You know, everybody wants to. <laughs> Everybody wants to do savage shit, but until it's time to do savage shit. <laughs> well, we had a gentleman, um, I'm not, his name is Ken, 57 years old. He was our honor man. He wasn't the biggest, oh, cool. fastest, or strongest. But when the shit hit the fan, he was calm, cool, and collective. And he used, he used what he brought to the table. And that was 57 years of wisdom. And we mm. were like, wow. So my point is, is everybody, now before we get, I'm going to make sure everybody knows this. Every single person on this earth has two things. They have a superpower. And they have a kryptonite. They have a strength hmm. and a weakness. Okay. Okay. Folk, know what your, your strengths are and use them, but focus on your weaknesses and attack them. What do most people do? They, they, I'm not good at this. So what do they do? They avoid it. No. Attack your weaknesses. Make hmm. your weaknesses your new strengths, your new found strengths. And yeah. what's going to happen is, is as you keep assessing yourself, right? As you mature, because you're constantly changing, right? Like the universe, weaknesses, new events are going to come up. You just have to keep attacking them. If you develop that mindset that, hey, I don't always have to run. I can turn around and attack it, or I can come up with a, a plan. You are going to create that growth that we were talking about. And like I said, growth is not always financial or physical growth. It's going mm-hmm. to be the mental, the spiritual um, the social, there's so many other types of growth that are important, but people have been programmed to look at the wrong ones, physical and, and financial. Dude, I mean, I've got my ass kicked by guys that aren't half the size of me. It's, it's just, you know, physical and doesn't mean anything. It's just who wants it more, who's hungrier and who has that yeah. drive. So remember, be the double-edged sword, be the savage and the servant. That's my mm. advice. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly, man. Throw me the diamond cutter. Let let me, I I know we're at 507. Do do you have time for one more question or do you want to get running? I'm loving it. I'm fucking on fire here. Keep them coming. Oh, dude. Yeah, as am I. I'm ready. Well, I already worked out today, but I'm going to fucking go have to do something. Um, If we could, I I definitely want to talk to you about that. Because, like you said, you're, you're 49. You're in fantastic shape and you've talked a few times about like the four F's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, what I feel like I'm hearing is like you can't have one without the other oh. and be operating at the highest level. C- can you talk a little bit about your perspective? And um, if you don't mind, man, I, I would love to hear like what your routine is and like what, you know, like what, when are you working out? Like how do you approach it? Um, you know, people always ask me how many, how many pushups can you do and stuff like that? My answer to everything is all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> my approach is 
Um, I'm blessed. I have a great job working for Bedros. I get two work. I try to get two day two workouts in a day. Um, I get up in the morning. Oh wow! Okay. Every day that I'm home, my my POL is this. My pattern of life. I take my daughter to school. My wife can, but she does two workouts in the morning at her Fit Body Boot Camp. I love to spend that time with my daughter. I take mm. her. Um, mama gets her ready, but I take her to school. I drop her off. I get about an hour in the gym and um, come back. Start my day at about ten o'clock. Um, at about three o'clock, I go back to the gym and get another uh, cardio in or something, or I do some some boxing or some jujitsu or something. Come back, yeah. work till about dinner time. Go back up till about eight o'clock, and I get it done. Um, I do that Monday through Monday. Um, if things are slowing down, but I will plan time for my family. Like tonight, when I get done, I've got a meeting at six thirty. I told you, and then I'm taking my daughter out to dinner. Um, awesome. What was the first question you asked me? Because I'm fucking you got me to lifting. It was how I what. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest oh, thing. It's like, oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, it just, and I guess like the bigger question is, and I, I feel like you've already said as much, it's like, can someone get to a point mentally, uh, either mentally fit, mentally resilient without having the physical fitness component? Of course. Of course you can. I, I, the physical just comes with the discipline. Like, here's the thing. Like I tell people, unless you have like a, a thyroid issue or you have like an ailment, mm. if you don't want to be heavy, the best advice I tell people is create movement, right? Okay. One of my best friends, he was almost 400 pounds. I got him down to 238 pounds in 16 months. Anything awesome. is possible. But what I tell people is, is listen, there's two types of motivation, internal and external, right? Mm. Best rule I give people is go to the gym. I put headphones in 99% of the time. I have no music playing. I don't want people bothering me. They leave me alone. <laughs> I self-motivate myself. Right? Oh, okay. Because what most people do is they mo- motivation, external motivation is, is a, a temporary fix discipline. Yeah. It's discipline, right? I can mm. motivate you to go to the water, your horse and drink it, but I can't make you drink it. It can't mm. only you can do that. You have to get a taste of that water, whatever the symbolism of that, what that water is that you want. And then you got to fucking want it more. So what's my mindset to people? I know you were talking about the four F bombs. You've got to find Speaking of which, there's my uh, uh, MMA coach right there. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, I'm not going to pick up, but that's okay. He's going to be like, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> he'll kick my ass. Uh, Dan Gleaton, world-class fighter there. Um, you have to find, like, everybody's like, oh, you have to find the perfect balance. There is no fucking perfect balance. There is uh, no perfect balance to what in your four F-bombs. Yeah. What most people do is they're doing really good with uh, finance and they're fucking neglecting the other ones. So what I try to do is, you know, listen, man, I'm not going to be a straight A student. I'm not, I'm not a straight A student, but I'm going to try to be a, a solid B and C. But mm. my family, the things that I focus on family, family, fitness, finances, and faith, they're the four foundations of life. I put yeah. family at the top. I put faith at the bottom. I have to believe in myself because if I don't believe in myself, if I don't love myself, and how can I love others? How can I respect others if I don't respect myself? Mm. And literally what my mindset and what I do and what we do with the project and everything I do is we go in and we strip down that foundation, yeah. rebuild it. Because here's the thing. We're each, uh, we're a home. My home and your home is different, right? I live in a big home here. If mm. I have a shitty foundation on a $2 million house, what's going to happen to that house? Oh, it's going to crumble. It's going to crumble. But what I, so what I do and what, what I suggest you do is tear down that fucking house, the symbolism of where you are right now and focus on the foundation. Don't worry about the shutters and the fucking this and that and all that doesn't matter. You mm. have a strong foundation of life, 
right? Then you can just slowly build that house and build the shelter that you need. And yeah. that's what people need to understand. But find the balance that works for you. I hate when motivational speakers come in here and go, you got to give 80% to this and 40% to this. And I tell Start them, allocating. Yeah. what works for you does not work for me. You mm. are not me. Your wife is not my wife. You have to find out the perfect level of fucking crazy that works in your family and in, in your circle. That's it. It's, it's yeah, not, I love it. <laughs> it. That's what it is, though. Like, you yeah. have to find, you have to surround yourself with people who are as fucking nuts as you, who are as passionate as you. And that's why I'm like, I hang out with Gunner. Gunner's like, you're just, me and Gunner met and we acted like we knew each other for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, the things that we talked about, just our, our principles with our family and stuff, you know? And Gunner's like, man, he was testing me, man, you got to get hit on all the time. I was like, I do, man. But why do you think I have a picture of my wife tattooed tomorrow? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Because whenever I think of something stupid, I go, she goes, I'll fuck you. I'm like, okay, Roger that. But, <laughs> and I like that. I know people are like, I put, and that's the thing, you know, my Instagram page, I put pictures of my family on there. I don't, you don't have to be a hard ass all the time. Yeah. You know, I'll whoop your ass and smile while I'm doing it, man. I don't care. I mean, like, do it, <laughs> you know, but find the balance that works for you. Right. Um, mm. I hate when people come in and like I said, and give me their opinion on, like parenting, bitch, shut up. I mean, I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I'm with you. Know, you. I remember when everybody said, "Don't put a don't put a DVD player in the back of your car." Man, I, my kid would watch that shit. I put an education. She'd be quiet the whole time. <laughs> you, you should talk to her. Yeah. Tell me, tell me not to do that again. Yeah. I just had thirty minutes of peace and quiet. She sat quiet that thing. All we had to do is stop and feed her and change her. My wife. Exactly. Was like, this is the best fucking thing we ever bought in the world. Right. 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 Horrible right. parents. <laughs> So I'm sorry. I hate to keep going. What else you got? I'm sorry. No, man. I love it. I love it. And I know you got, I know you got a a date with the family. You got other business obligations. So listen, I know there's a lot of people who are going to be number one, fired up by this. I'm sure there's a lot, there's a lot of pushups happening after listening to this one. Um, for people who want to follow you, there's there's a lot of things that you're doing, man. I I know you do coaching, you have conquer, you're doing the project. Where can we direct people if, if they want to learn more about what you're doing, get involved or potentially work with you? Yeah, so I have a website called www.raycashcare.com. You can check out yep. there and do some stuff. Um, I'm on Instagram. I've got the little blue check thing. So you know who I am, the Ray Cash Care. And I also have a uh, Fro- at Frog Mindset blue check um, Facebook page. Um, every Saturday or Sunday, but it's Saturday tomorrow, 11 a.m., Join me on Instagram Live. I do 1,320 push-ups. I do 22 push-ups on the minute every minute for 60 minutes. And then if you're interested in any of the programs, I work for Bedros Cooley, and we're doing the project. It was a 75-hour immersive course that we put people through in Cheetah Hills, California. Um, awesome. I'm part owner with Bedros in something called LTD, um, where we do go around and we do corporate training, teamwork, problem-solving, leadership, communication. And lastly, Great. we do uh, – it's called the Squire Program, where we take fathers and sons – sons between the age of 12 and 16 and we do a 14 hour bonding experience with them um and i won't lie they get their i i I kick their ass a little bit the boys and um and we're just making a difference uh so please uh check me out and if you like what you're hearing reach out i answer every dm and if not you know i guess i'm not your cup of tea <laughs> awesome, man. Well, hey, I, I got to tell you, man, this is one of my favorite ones we've done. So thank you, uh, you know, for your time. I know you get, I got a lot going on, so we appreciate it. Okay. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And I'll hit you up about getting some other guys on. Boom. Man, mommy. You better go ask mommy, daddy. <laughs>
Actually, let's start with this. How many push-ups can you do? Um, real push-ups or girl push-ups? Uh, I don't know. What you, both? Uh, real push-ups. I actually don't know either answer. <laughs> real push-ups probably like ten. If I'm like, <laughs> I love that you clarified, and they were like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter." <laughs> I don't know either way. Ten. Ten, maybe. Ten's pretty good. Good form. Yeah, 10 with good form, and then I deteriorate. Mm, I thought you were going to say all of them. <laughs> you know, because that would be so false. You got to rewire your mindset. <gasps> yeah, no, don't, you're right. <laughs> don't bring that bitch-assness in here. Uh, <laughs> I, I I hesitate to ask. Oh, no. Was this your favorite? <laughs> I, I figured I, yeah, you'd we be talked pre- about it before. I thought you'd be pretty fired up. The last three have just like, one is better than the next. Or not, not, well, I don't want to put anyone down, (laughs) but like Gunners, Goglias, and this one are like now my favorites. You know what it is too? It's not even the, it's that like each of those you walked away And you were like, wow, I feel great. I'm going to go conquer my day. Exactly. Positive. I just finished listening to it and I was like, oh, I want to go work out. But then we had to record this. So I was like, (laughs) later, (laughs) for sure later. (laughs) Well, what it is too is it's like. And you know, he said this and oh man, I'm going to go out of order. We had a whole order and I'm going to kick it straight to you. But external motivation makes a huge difference. And like, okay, let's take those three people, right? Ray, Gunner, uh, Dr. Goglia. Each of those people had like an impact where I walked away. I was like, man, I want to go be better today. I want to make a change. I want to do something that's going to be positive people. Exactly. So let's kick it to you because I know you had a takeaway about negative and positive people that you you liked from this episode. Yeah. He said for every one negative person you have in your life, you need seven positive people to counter that. Mm-hmm. Which like when you think about it, like think of someone that's like always a drag to talk to, always like complaining about something. Yep. Think about how much energy that takes. It does. It literally sucks energy. Yeah. You know, I was, so I'm reading this book and I really want to try and get him on the show. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to him soon. A uh, guy by the name of Trevor Moad. He's like the, um, you know, mental skill or mental performance coach. He works with like Alabama, Russell Wilson. I mean, you, you name it, the, the Timberwolves. He works with all these elite uh, sports organizations. And basically part of his book is like, look, external inputs matter. Mm-hmm. He's like, and we probably underestimate how much they matter. So that, that comment for every one negative, you need seven positive. Like, I believe it. Yeah. And I think about it too when I talk to people at work. I'm now kind of like, man, like what kind of energy am I bringing uh-huh. to them? You know, am I like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Another Monday, five more days. Right, buddy? You know, then they're like, yeah, I guess. Man, this does suck. Yeah. And like when I talk to people like that, I'm like, man, yeah, it's a do drain. I have to talk to this just miserable person again? Because mm-hmm. it does. It matters. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's something to, man, I meant to look it up. It's like a, a negative cognitive bias. It's like humans for whatever reason. And I think a lot of it's evolutionary. Like we actually respond so much more to negativity than we do positivity. So as an example, if you lose a big game emotionally and psychologically, that big loss is going to stick with you for far longer than winning that same game. Yeah. Right, the, the the intensity that you experience that emotion, how long you dwell on it, just for whatever reason, from an evolutionary standpoint, it was probably to keep us safe, right? Mm-hmm. Like you know, <laughs> like to keep us alive out in the wild <sighs> back when we had there was such a thing. Um, but it's so true, and it's like, man, just one negative person really can pull you down. Yeah. 
big you have time. Any negative people in your life? Am I one? <laughs> no, but that's the thing. I try to I try to cut them. Yeah. I try to interact with them less. You have less. to. Yeah. Especially now as like a parent and we're busy. I'm just like, ugh, that's like it's such a drain. I don't have time for that. You have to become protective of your time. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely had negative people in my life, mm. but like it just the older you get, I feel like the more you realize there's just no room for that. Exactly. And the cool thing too, is like when you surround yourself and it could be anything, right? And I love a lot of these guests distinguish. It's not about money, but mm -hmm. maybe it's people who are passionate or driven or socially conscious or whatever it is that like gets you going. When you surround yourself with other people who are either at your level or hopefully above, like it brings you, you just naturally kind of rise to their level. Either yeah. it changes your expectations of what's possible or it's like, man, I got to work harder to keep up with, you know, yeah, Greg, Fred, totally. and Tim. <laughs> I don't know any Freds. I wish I did. I'm sure they're great to be around. Um, are you ready to move on? Anything more you'd like to add? Um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. Ooh. I feel like there's a lot to talk about here. There is. How many potential takeaways? I know it was literally like chock full of them. Yeah. Like this one's the kind of, you need to go back and listen to it a couple times. Yeah. And you, you would be better served listening to someone like that talk for an hour on, on repeat than going out and trying to listen to 10 other people. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much there that if you could just like internalize some of that mindset and approach, yeah, you can, you can make a real change. Yeah. Here's one that I liked. He gave me a little Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off. I, know, I love when people like test you and you're like, and they're like, oh, they like quick fire questions at you. And you're like, um, this, <laughs> you're usually right. You were right on all of them here, except for the one that you're about to talk about. Yeah. I don't like being put on the spot at all. I know. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, Some people thrive on it. I know. I, thri people. I do thrive on it in a sick way, but I'm like, oh boy, there's a lot of people listening. <laughs> uh, so yeah, usually want to try say and get something it right. stupid. I know, I know, but I, I have plenty of airtime to fill with stupidity. So <laughs> win and learn. Yeah, that was this is my favorite thing. We actually were very in line with all of the takeaways. Yeah. We almost had all of the same ones. We're basically morphing into the same person the longer yeah. this pandemic and yeah. marriage goes on. I don't even want to know what we're going to be like in 10 years. I know people will probably just like, you know, to save time, talk to one of us and be like, no, nah, it's pretty much the same. Thing. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. It'll all... be me because you don't respond. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be like, well, I don't know. Why is no one talking to me? <laughs> Win and learn. So, and I meant this, I think I said it like, uh, if you would have asked me, especially like in high school, college, like what is your biggest fear? I would have said failure. Yeah, you did say this. I, Okay. And I, I really probably did think of things in terms of like success, loss, win, lose, failure. Mm -hmm. And over time, it's been gradual, but a conversation like this really helps drive it home. Like, man, it's an opportunity to learn. Yeah. It's an opportunity to get better, to alter course, to yeah. figure out how to do it if you didn't do it right the first, second, third, fourth, fifth time. Yeah. And it's all, it also goes back to being positive or negative. Like right. it's, it's just like a positive way to look at things, what people will call failures. It's just another opportunity to learn instead of yeah. something that you can lament over. Because failure can be crushing. Yeah. If you let it. And it's, yeah. that's, you know, it's all about the lens through which you look at things, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. I mean, there's people who like, can't get over like this losing the high their state championship football game in high school. Yeah. That makes me sad. And they dwell on it for decades. 
Yeah. You know, oh, that's so sad. Well, and that's like, in a, you know, that's like in a dramatic Friday Night Lights example I'm using there because everything comes <laughs> back to football for me. Glory days. But uh, glory days. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so true, right? And for other people they who played in that same game, to take this example out further, they might not even remember nine times out of ten they even played it like they've mm-hmm. moved on to so many other things in their life that they're passionate about and that was just one little piece of data that you know like taught that taught them some lesson um it, it all is about like everyone's going to deal with adversity it's kind of like what are you going to do with it mm-hmm. are you going to dwell on it are you going to see it as a failure are you going to say ah shit all right how do i do it better next time how do i make sure i don't repeat the same result when faced with the same opportunity yeah um, so man, I thought that was a good one. And that's something I think, you know, I think, okay, let's go, let's take a step back to parenting, let's right? Um, with kids, right. They need to understand that there are outcomes. There are winners and there are losers, but I think, you know, the next kind of like iteration of that is like, Hey, if you lose a game, like you lost, not everyone's going to get a trophy or a medal, mm-hmm. but what are you going to do with that? What can you take away from that loss? How can you get better? Yeah. Um, that's like the critical piece that I think a lot of folks miss, especially with young kids. Yeah. Even the parents that are like, oh, there's losses and I'm going to tell them. It's like, all right, great. You lost. But like, how do we help them evolve? Yeah. That, that reminds me of a few weeks ago, we went to our nephew's lacrosse game and mm-hmm. they lost. Right. But as soon as we got home, he took out his net and started practicing. Which was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And I think that says a lot about him as a person. What up, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny Deering's a bad mofo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, if you're listening to this, you have kids, man, listen to someone who's been through it. I mean, 12 years as a Navy SEAL, eight as a government contractor. Yeah. Like you talk about like high stakes outcomes. Mm-hmm. someone who's been through it and he's telling you it's win and learn, not win and loss. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. It's good uh, mindset. I'll kick it to you for the last takeaway because you also had this one. Um, we agree. Yeah. So I loved, um, where was it? Oh, so I want our children to also do the same thing. Like when they go to mm-hmm. sleep at night, it doesn't have to be the same tagline, but like say something like I'm awesome. Yeah. And then like when they wake up in the morning, say it too. I love it. I just think it's like, I mean, every day I wake up is the best day of my life. I think it's like mm-hmm. a good way to live. Yep. Well, and it's like he said too, right? It's programming. Yeah. They're being programmed one way or the other. A lot of the stuff we're programming them subconsciously, but it's like, man, why don't we dedicate time to program them to like have self-confidence, have resilience, understand you're going to have adversity, but like you're a champion, you're going to learn from it. You're going to overcome it. Like, mm-hmm. man, that sort of stuff goes a long way. Yeah. Um, because you want to build that resilience and every parent does not want their kid to go through incredible adversity. Mm-hmm. You do want to protect them, but you also are not doing them any favors if we completely coddle them. Yeah, true. Right? Uh, his, you know what, I, I have been saying this the last few days. Uh, be great today, be a bitch tomorrow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> when he first said it, I was like, oh, God, I'm trying to think, like, what does that really mean? And then when he, then I'm like, oh, yeah, be a bitch tomorrow. You don't ever get to be a bitch. It's yeah. basically, yeah. bam, crack the code. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's, everyone's like, oh, yeah. no, we got that. <laughs> that was not a question. Uh, oh, I just, I just loved it. Yeah. The other thing that I thought was really interesting too was the, you know, it's about service. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, of course, like he was in the military, served at the highest level, but like, no, like you want to be a winner, you want to be a leader, like you need to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another, uh, man, I don't know who coined it, but it's like, uh, what is it called? Something about leadership and service. I'll remember. Damn it. Such a good opportunity. I should have written it down. <laughs> uh, servant leadership maybe is what it is, but it's this whole kind of concept. It's like the greatest oh, leader. A true warrior is not always a savage or a servant. Oh yeah, that too. Exactly. That's another great way to put it. Yeah. That's yeah. what he said. But uh, yeah, servant leadership, man. It's just like, look, the, you know, it's not the alpha male who is making it all about me, right? Mm-hmm. Often the greatest leaders are the ones that are helping everyone else around them, like yeah. raise their level, rise, yeah, for rise sure. to the challenge. I thought that was good. Something else I was going to tell you. Oh boy. That whole thing about asking someone why you didn't get the job. Yeah. If I ever tell you about the time I, I did that. No. When did you not get a job? I was, it was my first gig. I was like maybe two and a half years in. I was at that digital marketing agency and there's a really cool strategy job. Uh-huh. And I was like bored to death with what I was doing. And there's this really cool new position. And so I was like, yeah, I threw my name in the hat. There was a couple other people that were in my program and whatever. There was a review process and I've been working at this company with this guy for two and a half years and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, what? why didn't, why didn't I get it? (laughs) You know, I was, you know, I have a high degree of confidence, but I was also like, man, what do I need to do to get this job? Because right now what I'm doing, I'm not interested in. Mm -hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, I put time on his calendar, came in, I don't know, seven. This guy was one of these fanatics who would come in at like six 30. He would leave at four. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, can, can you just tell me, you know, why you chose the other person over me? And he was so uncomfortable. And taken aback. He was like, um, and kind of like what Ray was saying, he was like, no one's ever asked me that before. And I was like, well, yeah, but like the next time this job or another one becomes available here, like, I want to get it. Like, what are you looking for? Mm -hmm. You know? And I don't know. He gave me some bullshit answer. And I was like, well, why'd you choose the other person over me? Not in a like, uh, (laughs) not in a threatening way. And I guess people listening to this are like, you sound really threatening. Yeah, you do. You look threatening right now too. Your body language is threatening. So if he was uncomfortable, that's why. Yeah, was that why he was uncomfortable? No, I asked very nicely. I'm usually pretty socially aware. Yeah, I know uh, who you are. No, but I was like, look, like I like working here. I respect you. Like I would love to be on your team. Like what are you looking for sort of thing? And so he, you know, he ended up giving me a, a better answer. But the reason I bring that up is as he described what he was looking for, one of the things he said was like, look, this other person is, is you know, in a lot of ways comparable, but like I just think they're way more passionate about this than you are. Mm-hmm. And I like took a step back. And you're like, oh, you could tell? <laughs> no, but I was like, oh my God, you're right. And within six months I had left because I was like, I'm not passionate about this. I don't want to be doing this job. Yeah. This is not what I want for the, the next five years, let alone the rest of my life. Yeah. And so like as part of that feedback, had I not asked, I mean, I'm sh- I would have came to that realization anyways, but it was one of those things that I was like, yeah, I'm not. I don't really want to be here. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to do something that was more interesting than what I'm doing now. So anyways, you know, you got to put yourself out there a little bit and uh, yeah, it will throw people off. Yeah. Especially when <laughs> a big man asks. I guess this guy was big too. And he was bald, which th- a whole nother uh, dynamic. Yeah. Of just menacing when people are bald. Yeah. Bald or shaved? Uh, shaved. Yeah. Shaved. And okay. bald. Okay, both. A little column A, a little column B. If it's like, you know, the long hair in the back and the bald up top, that's less menacing. That is less menacing. That's actually the opposite of menacing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I think of when I hear bald. Yeah, oh, okay. Shaved, shaved Shave, head. Yeah, shaved yeah. head. Is, We're talking like yeah. The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> if this guy ever listens to this, he's going to be like, oh, 
Yeah. Thinks I'm like The Rock. <laughs> All right, folks. So yet another uh, product of Gunnar Peterson. Yeah. We awesome. got we to gotta send him something nice, like a pound cake or something or <laughs> a nice baked good to say thank you. Are you baking? Oh, no. When I say this is the sort of situation where I say <laughs> we way. and I really mean you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to add? Um, I think you covered it all. We covered it all. And just, man, go. I'm going to go back. I mean, and there's a lot that, that we didn't cover, but yeah, so much. Yeah. So much good stuff in this he one. said it best. Uh, all right, folks. Well, hey, as always, thank you for listening. If you haven't yet and you're enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Also, feel free to reach out to us. Best way to do it is KenGunter.com. Shoot me an email. Uh, I believe my email's up. It's mm-hmm. up. There's also the contact section. But up. Like I, I put it up there. Like Oh. <laughs> it's like, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Our email. There. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will get back to you. Love hearing from you. Um, and yeah, folks. Man, get fired up. Have a good week. Have a great week. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon.